Hey there, good listener. Today's show is dedicated to our good friend, Nicole Greenwood. She was the definition of a free spirit. She loved dogs and literally danced her way through life. She left us too soon and is greatly missed. This episode is for you, Nicole. You were a person who made spreading kindness your priority. We love you. We miss you. I tell everybody this, that you should tune into it and uh, really notice when there are opportunities for kindness or when it's happening around you and, and soak it in. Hi, I'm Brooke Jones, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are again in the place where we shine the light or find the light in the darkness to find the good is still out there, and there's plenty of it. For all the good we have to offer, head on over to worldgonegoodpodcast.com. That's our website, managed by the oh-so-good Lisa, where you can find all our good episodes, and you can even find out what the top five most popular of all time episodes are. Hmm, I wonder which show is number one. Visit worldgonegoodpodcast.com and get you some good. Okay, who knows what's happening this Sunday, November 13th? Anyone want to take a guess? Anyone? Bueller? No Googling, you cheaters. If you said, duh, Steve, it's World Kindness Day, then you are correct. Ding, ding. And hey, get this, everybody. We're already in World Kindness Week. It started on November 7th. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? That was not kind. That's selfish. Okay, World Kindness Day was first introduced in 1997 by the World Kindness Movement, a coalition of nations including Canada, Australia, Nigeria, and the United Arab Emirates. They all came together at a Tokyo Kindness Conference to emphasize the necessity for a global kindness movement. This was and is all about sharing compassion for others and through doing so, ourselves. Now, I know what you're thinking. Let's focus on what really matters. Steve, what do I wear? What do I wear to World Kindness Day? Well, whatever you choose, just make sure its color is blue because that is the official color to show your support of kindness. Brooke Jones is here from randomactsofkindness.org, and she's the perfect person to help us celebrate our upcoming World Kindness Day. I am with Brooke Jones from randomactsofkindness.org. And this Sunday, November 13th, is World Kindness Day, and this is where we're going to start, Brooke. We live in a world right now that celebrates getting angry, getting mad. Things are being taken away from us. That doesn't sound so kind to me. So this is sounds stupid, but why do we need to be kind? Well, I think it's because of everything you just said. There's there's so much negativity. There's so much divisiveness right now in the world that um, I think if we just spent a few more minutes a day focusing on kindness, the world would be a better place. We are... Um, I think all of us need it. All of us crave it. And um, so we just need to be a little more intentional about it. 
where did this journey start for you? Did you have a, a wake up epiphany moment like, oh, I'm not kind <laughs> or <laughs> oh God, I just made that really horrible, but you know what I mean? Did you have a moment? What was your moment? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I don't consider myself like the kindest person at all, even though I have this wonderful job. Um, I still get annoyed and pissed off. And, you know, I, I've been known to flip somebody the bird in traffic, all those things, um, because I'm human and uh, these things happen. That being said, I think, you know, for me, it, it really started when um, I had my daughter and I thought, okay, I, I, I want to raise her with all the things that matter to me, including kindness and, um, and really be, as I said, intentional about it, where I wanted her to be happy. I wanted her to be um, kind. I want her to understand sort of the social and emotional benefits of kindness. And so I just spent a lot of time on that when she was little. I was actually not uh, working here at the time. I was um, in the arts. I was I was managing public art projects. And so this was just like something that mattered to me. And then when this position became available at the foundation, it was like this this is what I meant to do. This is what I care about. I want to make sure that people understand the power of kindness, how it can change somebody's life in a matter of one second. And you don't even know it, you know, by being kind to somebody, sometimes it saves lives. And so I've spent the last 11 years um, trying to spread that message. Do you think there's a fine line between being right and being kind? I don't think it's that fine a line, actually. I think uh, I have learned this. Interestingly, I'm married to somebody who has different political uh, values than me, and we ultimately want the same thing uh, for this country, for other people, but we look at how to achieve that in different ways. So I have, you know, it started when we were dating where it was like, I don't think this is going to last because we don't agree politically. And what I realized was I don't need to be right. He didn't need to be right. We just realized we have different experiences, different backgrounds. We come at the same problem from two different perspectives. So uh, I don't, I don't think they're, uh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Now we got interesting. (laughs) (laughs) When did you know that you didn't have the same political, um, Views. views thank you thank you i was yeah. trying to find the word i was like uh, what's a good word to use that's a careful did you know yeah, did, did yeah. you know this before as you were getting into the relationship or did it like sort of spring up on you and were you like hmm no we knew we knew uh as we were getting into the relationship we we started out as friends and um and knew that we didn't agree politically but uh i knew you know it, it, it was almost like a stereotype for both of us he was from texas he you know military all this kind of stuff that goes with the stereotype. And I was from San Francisco and, you know, all these things that sort of came together and neither one of us uh, are extreme in our views, but we, um, we definitely disagreed during the heat of all that political uh, nonsense that's been going on over the last several years. So um, we've learned to respect each other's views uh, even though I'm, I'm literally filling out my ballot right now, like just before I got on the phone with you. And uh, I know that we will not vote the same. We'll cancel each other out. And and that's okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because you have to find a kindness in yourself to accept somebody else, don't you think? 
Absolutely. I, I think that's something I've worked on personally for many years is the idea that uh, all of us are different and that makes us kind of the beautiful uh, society that we are, that, that not everybody looks at things the same way. Um, there are certain topics that I wish we could all agree on and just, you know, I sort of shake my head sometimes about uh, why somebody looks at something differently than me, but, but that's because they, they have a different perspective, different background, different upbringing. And I have to respect that. And obviously he feels the same way about you or you just had a lot of money and he was really into that. Just That's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about randomactsofkindness.org, the foundation itself. Tell everybody about it. Um, I did a ton of research on it myself, uh, but I want to hear from you, from your perspective on it and how you got involved with them. Uh, well, the the foundation's been around now for a little over 20 years. Um, it was started in San Francisco, actually, during a, a summer of violence. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on in the Bay Area at the time, and the news was reporting uh, and, and had coined that phrase, random acts of violence. And there was a reporter at the time who said, you know, let, let's stop focusing on random acts of violence and start focusing on random acts of kindness. And so uh, the foundation was born. And at the time, they were doing a lot of kind of swag, you know, t-shirts and bumper stickers and mugs. And we all remember those um, on the backs of cars, but but there wasn't really much impact. So one of the, the donors to the foundation ended up purchasing it and then uh, brought it to Colorado, where we are now. Um, and I've been here about 11 years. So the foundation itself focuses on three areas. We, we want to make kindness the norm in the workplace, in the schools, and at home. And um, everything, everything we do, we offer completely free of charge. We have evidence-based curriculum. There's tons of stuff on the website, but everything's completely free because our funder believes that um, kindness should be free and that People should have access to all of this uh, anytime. So on the website, it talks about a racktivist. What is a racktivist? Um, we found that early on that there were a lot of people on our social media channels that were saying, you know, I love the inspiration and, and these quotes and all of this, but give us something to do. Tell us more. You know, we are active kindness people and we want to be uh, part of a, a bigger community of, of activists. So the activists were born. And now I believe globally, we have about 45,000. There's a private Facebook page where people share acts of kindness or inspiration, ideas, challenges, um, quotes, all kinds of stuff. And so these, these are really the people who are kind of stepping up their game. And I I love the activists because I know there's a whole lot of people out there that believe um, you know, kindness should be quiet and anonymous, and that's fine. But there are a lot of people who take inspiration and joy from uh, listening and, and witnessing other people's acts of kindness. So just everyone's aware, random act of kindness, R-A-K, that's where Racktivist comes. Very clever. And I got it. I picked up on it. Or there's someone who works with you named Rack. <laughs> and I missed, no, you got it. You I was going to say, I missed the point completely. So on the website, it's really interesting because it breaks it down to, you know, home, workplace, schools, 
Um, and, and it's interesting because you have a pledge in the workplace that I wanted you to talk a little bit about. Yeah. Uh, so we're just ramping up the workplace stuff. And the idea behind the pledge is that we want to make sure that some of these companies and, and organizations where people don't feel valued or managers, supervisors are trying to create more of a culture of kindness, that they that they can take a pledge publicly um, within their organization and publicly on our site that says, um, we are creating an environment where employees feel respected, cared for, and included, um, that they offer a safe place for everyone to feel courageous, where they are valued and have a sense of purpose, and that they infuse their personal values or their company values with kindness and, and creating um, an environment where the bottom line is actually about the people that work there and not necessarily uh, profits and all of that. So um, this is just an idea for organizations to to sort of boldly pledge that this is what matters to them. Do you think that workplaces have changed what they're about since the pandemic? Have you noticed a change? Yeah, and it's been interesting. Um, I think what you're seeing is is a real shock to the system because the employees, you know, people. Uh, are saying this has got to change and I don't have to work here anymore or I don't have to um, come in every day. You know, we've proven that uh, we can do some of this from home or whatever it is that, that they're sort of taking the baton and saying, um, no, this doesn't work for us anymore. And, and this is what matters to us. And that can be a variety of things. It could be um, some kind of flexible schedule or work from home. It could be, you know, during the pandemic, I think a lot of people realized how many folks out there need help, um, support, security, that now they want their company to be involved in some way in creating a better society, um, that we're not just here from nine to five and you know punching the clock, that we need to be considering the people around us in our communities and, and how we as a company, as an organization can can solve some of these problems. Well, especially like what you just said, we're spending eight to 10 to 12 hours a day in an office or with other people who are not our family, not our chosen family, if you will. And so it should be an environment that we want to be in. It should be an inviting environment. It should be an environment that feels good and makes us feel good about ourselves. That's right. I think, you know, one of the things I think a lot of people realized during the pandemic was, well, a couple of things. One is, I think people sort of keyed in on their values that maybe weren't forefront for them, like what matters most to them. Um, and I think they, they realized that being in whatever organization they're in, they want to have a sense of purpose and value. It's not just um, punching in and punching out. It's, you know, what do I add to this organization? What role do I play? Is there, is there something else I can do that would be um, more helpful, more supportive? You know, people got creative during the pandemic. And I think some skills and, and I don't know, hidden talents of people came out during that time when all of us had to get creative. And, uh, and I think companies are starting to see that and, and hopefully reward it. It's funny because anyone who's listening right now and has listened before to my show, 
Um, well, <laughs> they know my story. I left my job seven months ago, and one of the main reasons I left is they were not being kind to me. They were not being good to me. And I just had this perspective change. And I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, I would have been like, oh, no, just another day. Oh, I understand. Okay. You know, but it changed. It changed how we view the world. And that, I think, is a really huge thing for a lot of people. And a lot of people are out there right now questioning, what am I doing with my life? How am I making my world better for me and for the world around me? That's right. And and I think... In addition, the, the pandemic sort of gave us a sense of limited time, right? I mean, at the beginning of it, I I was freaked out. I thought, oh my God, you know, is everybody going to die? What's happening? It was like a horror movie. Um, and so our our own mortality, our just sense of, like you say, what are what am I doing with my life? Uh, I think really came under a microscope during the pandemic and whether people went back to their jobs um, or you know whatever they had before, I think they go back with a different perspective. And and as you say, there's a lot of people now questioning: Is this really where I want to be? Is this really want to how I want to spend my time? Am I actually making a difference in this job, in the world, in my family? All of those things. And I think it's I think it's wonderful this kind of um, epiphany that a lot of people are having. So on that note, right now. What can we do? I mean, I always say this to certain guests. What are three things I can do? What is one thing I can do? What is something that we can do, anyone can do, to create a kinder world, a kinder environment for themselves? So uh, I think a couple of things. One is I tell everybody this, that you should tune into it and uh, really notice when there are opportunities for kindness or when it's happening around you. and and soak it in. You know, if you see something happen, like just the other day, my colleague and I saw a woman um, on the street, there was a gentleman trying to catch the bus and he was in a wheelchair and he was crossing the street and he wasn't going to make it in time. And there was a woman uh, that sort of ran over in her high heels and asked permission to, to push him to the bus to get him there in time. And it was just, I almost wanted to cry. And so these moments that are happening around us, tune into them and appreciate them, savor them. Um, And I I think the other thing that I tell people, and I really worked on this a lot during the pandemic, was practicing gratitude, Um, regularly thinking about in those tough times, what are you grateful for? There's always something to be grateful for. And, And then actually expressing it. Don't just sort of let it be a fleeting thought. My daughter and I, um, made a gratitude jar during the pandemic. And I told her, you know, every day you have to write down one thing on a post-it note, we're going to shove it in this jar. And then at the end of the pandemic, we're going to read all of them. And, um, and it was helpful for both of us because there were days where it was like, I don't know, I guess I'm grateful for brownies you know, or Netflix <laughs> or whatever. So. That's perfect. Well, I've done it on this show um, and I've talked about it and there's two episodes on it where we first did it and then we one year later talked about it, which is um, our happy jar. We call it our happy full jar and it's exactly what you're talking about. We have a huge mason jar and we have little pieces of paper and it's just happy little things happen. If we have dinner with a friend, if we have a good workout, if we go for a great walk, if there's, you know stars really, you know, star filled night and, you know, it's kind of dark here and you know, people turn their their outside lights off and we can actually see the stars. 
we fill that up. And then every New Year's Eve, we dump them out and we sit oh. and we read all of them. And then they all go in the fireplace. And um, and it's just something really amazing when you look at the date and you go, oh, my God, March 3rd, blah, blah, you know, 2022. Mm-hmm. And you have no memory of it, but it brings all those feelings back to you. That's right. Exactly. And I think I explain it sometimes when I um, speak to groups that it's like an emotional piggy bank where you're literally depositing all these lovely memories or things that you're grateful for. And then when you dump it out like that, especially when things are tough, um, you can draw from that piggy bank and, and know that, you know, you can be more resilient and um, you can fight a little harder and struggle a little better when you have that to pull from. On the note of what we were just talking about right here with, you mentioned your daughter on the website, there's all these um, materials for parents and families to use as like kindness activities. And it's really interesting because they're broken down into like topics and journals, like a respect unit, a caring unit, an inclusion unit, an integrity unit, responsibility, a courage unit. What are these and how can parents and families use these right off your website right now? That is a great question. And and yes, so those six concepts that you just mentioned are sort of our key kindness concepts that, that you know, kindness is sort of an umbrella term for, for all of those things and many others. But those are our, our six core concepts that we work uh, with for everything that we do. So for parents, um, you know, we, we put together a lot of stuff during the pandemic that was kindness at home. Um, so it's like quick, convenient little activities for families, um, discussion topics, journal prompts. Uh, you can sign up for a, a weekly email that comes to you that gives you an idea of a project or you know an idea for you to do outside in your community. Um, we have a, a guide for parents. Uh, then there's the entire curriculum as well that they can look at. But we really tried to build out something that's graspable. There's also a really fun kindness challenge book that we've created for various age groups. Uh, And it's kind of like a scavenger hunt where you can, you know, fill out as you complete things, you get to fill out the book and draw pictures and write things and and all kinds of stuff. So we're really trying to make it um, fun, trying to make it uh, common. Um, we, as we say, right, make kindness the norm. It, right now, it just feels like the exception a lot of the time that it's like, oh, something good happened. Did you see that? Like that never happens. We we want to make it so that we don't even think about it. That that the intentionality of kindness actually turns into random acts of kindness. Now, if you're like me, because you just said it, if you're like me, you have you can look at the world any way you want to look at it right? And you can look at it and say, it's terrible, it's awful, and all these horrible things are happening. And granted, I'm not Mr. Happy Pants all the time either. And <laughs> I have my dark days. And people always are shocked about that. And I was going, wanted to ask you about that. Um, are, are people shocked when you have a bad day? You specifically? <laughs> the people that know me well uh, know that I have a lot of shitty days and, um, and that includes even the days that I'm at work spreading kindness. Like there are days that are rough. And, um, so I, I try to be vulnerable and humble and open. I'm an open book about that stuff. I am not the kindest person. I am not always practicing kindness. Um, I do really try and 
notice it and appreciate it when it happens. But it's so funny. Like my husband is literally one of the kindest people and he's always doing stuff. Like he jumped out of the car the other day to push a cart back into place at, at the store. And I was like, I would not have done that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I realized like, oh my gosh, I could really do better. You would have bumped it with ways. your car. I'll just very tap, tap it yeah. just slightly. <laughs> exactly. Or just like yell at whoever randomly left it there. Um, so, I, so I noticed, you know, areas where I can improve. And, but I, I definitely have rough days. There was uh, last year, no, gosh, are we almost two years now? My daughter was um, diagnosed with MS and that was during the pandemic. And it was one of these where everybody was so supportive and caring. And I was, I, I was such a mess trying to figure it all out that I couldn't really be kind. And I, I just couldn't lift my head up to appreciate everything, to respond in appropriate ways. You know, when people were sending support, it was just kind of like, I just wanted to say, you know, fuck you, fuck everything. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. The world is not kind and this is evidence of it. You know, it's, it's all of that was happening in my mind. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely have some rough days. And what advice would you give people based on what you just said that you got yourself out of it? What do you tell people who get there themselves? How do you, how do you open your, you know, how do you open your heart back up? That was, uh, that's a big one that happened with your daughter. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. And I, I did come back to gratitude, especially, you know, we sat for days in children's hospital with her and, I saw so many kids, parents, families that were struggling so much more than we were. And I kept coming back to her room thinking, uh, we're so lucky. Um, And that's not something you would think of unless you're sort of in a situation where you're able to put it into perspective. And we've continued to do that uh, with her. I, I think that um she also helps me with that. We use a lot of humor, her and I in particular, that um, most people would find incredibly inappropriate. And, um, (laughs) but it helps. Like, I have to tell you a funny story. When we were in the hospital, so she was 14 when she got diagnosed. And she said to me, because she didn't really know what MS was, and I didn't know too much about it. But she said, Mom, am I going to get a make a wish? And I said, you know, I broke my heart because I thought, oh my gosh, no, no, you're not going to get a Make-A-Wish. But I, I said, well, if you do, can you just set it up so that your Make-A-Wish includes me and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> for like a couple hours at the Ritz-Carlton in New York City? <laughs> Would that be too much to ask of you, little child? <laughs> right. Like you kind of owe me for a lot. <laughs> so... Um, so it's that kind of stuff that, that helps her through it, helps me through it. And humor always gets us back to a place of, um, kindness and like just sort of not taking everything so seriously. So as we stated earlier, this Sunday, November 13th is World Kindness Day. Happy World Kindness Day, everyone. What would you like us to do? What are we supposed to do on World Kindness Day? This is a day that you can go a little bit outside your comfort zone and do something you wouldn't normally do. So if you 
you know, if you wave people into traffic, that's great. If you um, hold the door open for somebody normally, that's fine. Do something different. Um, pay for somebody behind you if you have the ability to do that. Um, perhaps start a canned food drive at work or something that's a little bit more effort. It brings kindness to the forefront a little bit more. And then tell people, you know, share. This is World Kindness Day. We have to, we've got to step it up as a society and care more about each other and be more actionable in the way we treat each other. We close these shows with three questions. Don't panic. You know the answers. Question number one is the easiest question of all. Where do people find your organization? Where do people find you on social media so that they can follow you? You can find us at randomactsofkindness.org. And then you'll find us at RAC Foundation on Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest. You'll, you'll see us everywhere. And we're just starting up a TikTok page that tells you that um, I am old because I don't know how to get this thing going. So same. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta work on that. Yeah, I know. Everyone keeps saying to me, you need a world gone good TikTok page. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I still have my DVD player and I'm putting my $6 million man DVDs in it. And I watch them and people are like, Oh, aren't you adorable? That's awesome. I sit around and watch three's company at home. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> The next question uh, can go back to anything we've discussed or anything you want to say, which is, uh, who inspires you? My daughter inspires me. She is, um, she's an incredible kid, given her health stuff. Uh, she just gets up every day and, and does what she needs to do. She's, uh, she's just super lovely and caring and tuned in. And so I want to be more like her. And the final question is not even a question. It is just a statement to finish. We close every show like this. Tell me something good. People are good. They are inherently good. We just have to look for it. Thank you, Brooke, for sharing your good World Kindness Day. It's this Sunday. Write it down. This Sunday, November 13th, plan some kindness. Make some kindness happen. Next time on World Gone Good. Hi, I'm Mary Cortani, founder and executive director of Operation Freedom Plus. Hi, it's Tasha from A Daily Dose of Love with Tasha. Scott McKenzie here, one of the cookie dads of Cookies for Caregivers. Hi there, this is Heather Vickery with the Brave Files podcast. Hi, I'm Allison Andres from the Wonderlusting Wives podcast. Hi, my name is Lauren Passell. My name is Erica. This is at Richie the Mole. My name is Carrie. This is Vanessa Marshall. Joan Van Ark here. Buckle up and get ready because I am bringing together a whole lot of people, including some of my real life friends. Some go back to my childhood. Others I've met along the way. Some are previous good guests of ours, and some are good future guests that are coming up soon. And yeah, you might even hear a celebrity or two just thrown in the mix, because I got to keep you on your good toes. Why are they all here? To give thanks, of course. We're heading toward Thanksgiving, and a bevy, don't you just love that word? A bevy of my favorite people are ready to share what and who and why they are thankful. Who knows? Maybe you'll find some inspiration yourself in hearing from them. I can't wait to share this super fun episode all about thanks and giving thanks with you. 
Until then, be good. <laughs>